Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Watch me unwind For the next 90 minutes We'll be having The time of our lives I might sing something pretty If I'm feeling Little Randy Rogers band right there From the Randy Rogers band album Little song called when the circus leaves town Very appropriate For this week's low budget live Not so live Very appropriate for my life right now The circus is coming to town And leaving town And then coming back to town I mean Big news yesterday Been teasing you guys that are uh, the faithful Low Budget Live and Low Budget Not So Live listeners and viewers. Been teasing it that something was coming. And that something is here. And that is Luke Duncan's Traveling Circus. It's an all new video series that I'm going to be doing about life on the FLW tour. Uh, and like the article said on FLW Fishing yesterday. In case you missed it, you can go back and read it for more details. Justin Onslow did an awesome job with it. Um, it's going to showcase the good, the bad, if I catch them, if I don't, if I finish bottom of the barrel, if I'm holding up a, a trophy or a check. There's just so much that goes into this life that I feel like people don't know. And I think Brandon Polnick did an amazing job exposing it uh, in his video series. So now, uh, I'm jumping into that world as well. 
and uh, BP set the set the bar that we're all chasing. And um, so I'm gonna have a camera cameraman, camera crew with me every event next year, and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be crazy, man. It's gonna be crazy. We are uh, just a few short weeks away from Sam Rayburn, and and uh, you know I've been working on some uh, video teaser type things for the traveling circus, but FLW. Um, I had FLW in the boat, uh, Kurt Niedemeyer from FLW in the boat a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about this and talked about social media and different things. And so he, uh, Justin, he, him and Justin Onslow, who wrote the article, were talking, and they wanted to do an article about it. But uh, you're going to be able to catch it on YouTube. You're going to be able to catch it uh, through FLW's channels as well. That's the plan. And uh, it's going to be a big year, man. I, I can't wait. To uh, I did a little bit with the Low Budget Life series I shot last year, which is on my YouTube channel, which is now the Luke Duncan Traveling Circus YouTube channel. So if you're not subscribing, make sure you're over there subscribing. And uh, but but it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be very cool. I, I'm I'm hoping for a very cinematic look at life on the road, uh, the ins and outs of it. Uh, being a touring professional on the FLW tour, and then uh, we got bigger plans than that going forward. We're going to see how it goes, and uh, when I say we, I'm talking about the squad and the fam, and uh, you know that obviously always includes D Money, Big C, and uh, my lovely, lovely bride Marissa, and uh, and the kiddos. So. Um, we're, we've got plans, though. We're talking a lot of stuff going forward into into uh, into late into 2019. So the but the first installments will be FLW Tour Life, and uh, shout out to FLW for helping me with that, and uh, you know being open to the idea. A lot of people uh, miss the Circuit Breaker series. That uh, you know, Mark Daniels Jr. was on. J.T. Kenny and Chad Grigsby did a season, uh, and then of course the Cody Meyer uh, season, which never really, uh, never really got finished out. And uh, a lot of, a lot of fans, I read the comments and things. So this will be a circuit breaker style series. Luke Duncan's traveling circus. So I'm, I, I'm pumped. I've been, uh, been sitting on this idea for a while. Um. And, you know, you want to kind of hold things close to the vest when it's a competitive uh, game like it is, and, and promotion is, is key, and growing the sport is key. Um, and there will be other guys doing this. Make no mistakes about it. But uh, I'm very excited about it. I feel like it's going to be uh, really cool and uh, looking forward to sharing it with you guys and, and – uh, just through some of the social media response I got yesterday, seems like folks are, are excited about it. So uh, look for that first episode to drop. Drop, as the kids say. Look for the first episode probably within a week or two after Rayburn. That's what we're going to be shooting for, okay? But uh, that Luke Duncan, Luke Duncan's Traveling Circus uh, YouTube channel is fixing to get a lot more active. A lot more active. Going to be sharing a lot with y'all. So there it is. The circus is coming. The ringmaster is here. Or the clown or 
whatever you want to call me. But uh, could not think of a better better name for a series uh, involving me and the insanity that is my life most of the time with the uh, cast of characters that, that I surround myself with. So cannot wait for that. Cannot wait. Um, it is Friday, December 7th. 18 short days till Christmas. Hope all you, uh, hope all you fellas out there have, uh, knocked out your Christmas shopping. I know most of you are probably waiting till the 24th though, cause that's when it goes down. So my dad used to do, I was a kid, he, he's like, all right, boy, come on. And we'd go on Christmas Eve always to buy my mom, like everything that he got her, uh, like that day. He would, he would everything. And uh, it was always really funny. And I'm like, you didn't, you didn't really plan this, did you? Christmas Eve at the mall with my dad. That's how a lot of my childhood, childhood <laughs> Christmas Eve during the day on Christmas Eve were spent with, with my dad uh, at a various mall somewhere. Scrambling, son, scrambling. But uh, I, I'm, I'm getting mine knocked out. I suck at Christmas with my wife. I, we, we've, uh, I've had three or four bad ones in a row. Where I've just totally dropped the ball and looked like an idiot. Um, like she sent me a picture of a necklace. It's like I like I like, which is totally confusing in my defense. I like this kind of necklace, but I don't want it to look like this. I want it to be different. And then I just see a picture of a necklace. I'm like, oh sweet, order this on Amazon right now, right now. And it's not. I didn't read the, the details. My attention to detail sometimes. Um. Is it's not always there, you know? It's not always there. So I have screwed up Christmas for the past few years. So uh, take my advice and uh, make mama happy at Christmas. You know, they put up with a lot in this life from us crazy, crazy guys and uh, and kiddos and all that. But But I'm going to hit a home run this year. It's going down. I'm going to hit a home run. Just want everybody to know that. I'm calling it right here, December 7th, that my wife is going down on Christmas. It's going down. I know if, you, if you've been keeping up, we talk a lot about the hot tub and, uh, and Marissa D, when she can, she can join me on the podcast here. Um, it's going down. Hot tub. Hot tub triple threat this Christmas. Holler at your boy. It's happening. He's hitting a home run. Grand slam, out of here. See ya this year. He stepped up. He stepped up. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. We will do a post-Christmas podcast with with Mrs. Duncan to uh, get the reaction. But I feel like a steady I'm killing it right now for Christmas. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, December 7th. Just getting back from uh, Venice, Louisiana, which you guys, uh, some of you joined us on Low Budget Live down there from the houseboat in Venice, which was fun. We had really terrible uh, internet connection, Wi-Fi-wise, and so I couldn't run the YouTube live stream. We could only go Instagram live, but uh, of course, that that podcast is up uh, with, with my boy, Scotty Arms, Spank, The Diesel, whatever you want to call him, many aliases from Ranger Boats. And D-Money, Darian Craig. And then uh, we had another special guest, Mr. Jimmy Wallace, who works designing Ranger Boats. He was down there with us as well. And uh, we were torture testing uh, a couple of uh, 
couple of Ranger aluminum boats down there in the Gulf of Mexico and in the Louisiana Delta. And, and I personally got to drive around an RT-188 for four days. And uh, your boy wants one now. That was a lot of fun. I need one with a little 115 on it. Dang sure need one with a 115. Um, little Atlas Jack play. We, we, man, I took off in like 10 inches of water. I can't tell you how many times in that boat. Uh, much to D-Money's surprise and shock, and he was hanging on for dear life, hoping I didn't hit something. But uh, we smashed them. If you ever get a chance to go to Venice, I'm talking about just go. <laughs> Even if it's with a guide, not with a guide, whatever. We uh, we were fortunate uh, to get pointed in the right direction um, by – Captain Mo and Captain Eric from Journey South Outfitters uh, showed us how to run some trails and not get killed. And then, uh, you know, we we found some fish. So uh, all was good. All was good. Of course, we talked about that on the Low Budget Live podcast, but Venice was awesome. The challenge of that, though, was uh, the fat-ass challenge that I've been on, trying to lose these LBs. Um, you know, Captain Mo, Captain Eric at Journey South, they cooked us dinner, Darian and I. D money. We went and had dinner with them on Friday night, and it was like crawfish etouffee and some backstrap and some fried catfish and anything else you could think of. They threw at us down there, and uh, so that made it a struggle. And then when you got the anytime you got the diesel, anytime you got spank in camp or around, he's gonna be cooking something. And so we talked about it on on LBL, but uh, he he made some crazy freaking potato chips, fried potatoes, and and uh, cooked up some pork chops one night, and we grilled some redfish. Anyways, we we ate we ate uh, we ate pretty good. And during the day, I tried to be good in the boat, but at night, I let it I let let it fly a little bit. So uh, I'm still down 20 pounds, maybe a little more, and uh, still still a long ways from my goal. And uh, back after it now. Um, might have me a cheat day this weekend though. Got to got to keep that in check. I feel like to uh, not lose your mind. But we're taking uh, our kiddos for Christmas. We're going to Memphis, Tennessee, to watch the Memphis Grizzlies play the LA Lakers. Gonna go get us a dose of LeBron James Saturday night. So probably gonna be some food involved. My kids like to eat like I like to eat. So there'll probably be some uh, be some good. So so uh, hopefully I can get back on track in, in time for Christmas. And then, like I said, I'll leave January 5th. So my goal was to have all this weight shed by January 5th. I don't think that's going to – I don't think that's going to happen. But, man, I feel good. I'm looking a lot better um, from what my wife says. And she's a triple threat. So that's all that matters. That's what she thinks. But uh, feeling good, man. I want to drop about 15 more, though. I really do, and I think I will during the season. Things calm down, but uh, it's busy time. Busy, busy time. Uh, finally, I, I got an ARE uh, truck cap topper for the Nissan Titan. Got that thing put on uh, two days ago. And fixing to get the Vision wheels strapped on that bad boy and uh, next week and uh, my my man Jeff Stanford at TN Wraps is fixing to wrap the fire out of that thing, and we're going to get it looking uh, looking fresh. And then uh, got my boat CNO Marine called; it's almost ready. And uh, hopefully, I can get to break that thing in next week. And also, also 
get it uh, get it wrapped up. So my goal is to get everything done by Christmas, before Christmas, and then just be ready. You know, just be ready. So that's the plan. That's the goal. Uh, it doesn't always happen that way <laughs> necessarily, but uh, uh, thankful for the guys at CNO for putting my garments on and all that. Uh, I'll be ready to go. I'll be ready to go. I'm ready, ready to get down to Rayburn and do work, though. Mr. Dang Show. Uh, took some big weight to win down there this weekend. 28 pounds. Dickie Newberry, FLW Tour rookie, which is funny. Uh, his name's on the roster, but he is far from a rookie. And uh, it's going to be interesting. Oh, Dickie catches him down there this time of year. So we're gonna we're gonna head out January fifth. Go get go get on it. Try to try to knock that one out of the park. Try to survive. Sam Raven in January. Get the circus going. So that's everything going on with me, pretty much in a nutshell. Um, life's crazy right now. Um, hadn't got to deer hunt much. I know I've been talking about deer hunting. Um, my neighbor last week, I didn't do a podcast last week other than the low budget live from Venice, um, but my neighbor actually shot one of my shooters. The one that Marissa jokes about all the time, that it's very smart, that it's so much smarter than me, that it was so much smarter than me. Mr. Stickers, I called him. Old Stickers. And uh, deer was coming downhill. as 11 point. Last year, he's an 8 point this year. It was an 8 point this year. A little little kicker off his base to give him 9 points. And uh, my neighbor, uh, his son, went out last Monday afternoon Sat down on the ground, not even in a tree stand, and stickers messed up. RIP stickers. So no more stickers. But uh, I've got a couple other nice deer around here. Going to get back in the woods eventually. I'm just trying to uh, – it's been a war zone around here, man. People have been shooting. It's sounded like freaking the Middle East uh, the last, like, three weeks straight. So I haven't, I haven't been going too much. Uh, still seeing some deer around the house, but it's it's definitely getting into that uh, that time of year where it gets a little tougher, a little tougher. So, um, so I haven't been. It's too busy smacking them redfish around down there, smacking them redfish around. Uh, speaking of smacking things around, you know, Startron smack ethanol right in the face, right in the face, in they face. Startron. It's going to get rid of ethanol. It's going to take care of all your power equipment needs this time of year. I got a I got a central boiler heating the uh, Duncan estate here and uh, using a chainsaw way more than I want to be. Way more than I want to be. But that, that Startron is protecting the investment. Uh, if you run an older outboard, ethanol is a absolute pain in the butt. And... Uh, Dump you some Star Tron in there. Sell it everywhere. You rarely go anywhere you don't see it. Tractor Supply, Walmart, Bass Pro, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Star Tron. Bringing you LBL. As always, low budget live, not so live. December 7th. And I got to give a huge shout out to FLW. My boys and girls at FLW. Bill Taylor. Kathy Fennell, Kelly Ottinger, Trish Blake, all the powers that be at FLW. Um, they released the payout. It, it's better than we've seen in the last few years, several years. 
going to play pay 65 places based on 170 boats uh and that's and that last check's like 9500 bucks you know we signed a petition to get that done you've heard me talk about that uh FLW worked with us to the just nth degree to give us what we wanted um and i mentioned this on on low budget on sunday night there were some guys that all of a sudden got brave after their names were on the roster and decided that uh, the payout wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough for them. Uh, and they raised Kane, so FLW sent out a survey, once again asking the angler's opinion, and uh, the original payout was was the most uh, voted for because some guys had some crazy ideas. Some, some guys are just like, everybody should get a check. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Good idea. Um, that's the equivalent of running a business and uh, – you know, you just don't pay your bills and you just pay everybody all the money you make and then the lights go off. And it, it's not feasible. I don't care what MLF's doing. I don't care what Bass is doing. It's not feasible. It's just not. Uh, everybody's going to get a check in Bass, but those checks are, you know, they're smaller. Um, it, it's just, I, I don't know. I don't see how it's sustainable knowing the industry like I feel like I know it. But uh, I would rather finish 65th and get a $9,500 check than finish 65th and get a $4,000 check so some guy that finishes 70th can get a $4,000 check. I would rather not get a check for finishing 66th. Um, do I do I think that we need to pay more places? Hell yeah, of course. Of course. Um, it's not feasible. <laughs> um, the The math doesn't work out. It's not there. Uh, people have to make a living. FLW makes a living. Bass makes a living. MLF makes a living. So um, it's not feasible. Anybody jumping up and down about it? Uh, when you sign up to fish a tournament trail, it's all laid out there. You knew it when you decided to be a, quote, Bass Pro. And some of the guys I've seen complaining need to just sit down somewhere, to quote Fat Cat Newton. Hashtag Fat Cat. Just go sit down. Go lay down somewhere. Get We're, we're done. We're done here. Uh, if you have finished 170th in the standings three years in a row overall, I, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't care that you think 100th place needs to be paid. Of course you do. Of course you do. There has to be some sort of merit or, or some sort of bar set to succeed, to be successful. You know, and I do wish half the field got paid. That'd be awesome. 85th place would be awesome. But some of the guys I've seen raising cane, man, I've, I've got Facebook stuff sent to me. It's just, it's just stupid. It's stupid. And FLW, uh, they've gone out of their way to work with the anglers. And it's just, I just wish guys could just shut up. Or here's a thought, go do something else. You're not killing it being a professional fisherman. I mean, and these are guys I'm talking about that don't promote, they don't do anything, but then they want to talk about, we can't make any money. Of course not. It's just stupid. I'm sorry. I get fired up about it. I hope I don't come across as arrogant or, or whatever, but it's like you got to bust your freaking tail if you want to make money bass fishing. You do. Everybody wants to look at Gerald Swindle and think, oh, my gosh, it must be easy. It's easy. Yeah, it's easy. Be gone from home about 300 days out of 365. Mike Iaconelli, oh, my God, he kills it. Dude makes so much money. Yep, be gone about 300 days out of 365, maybe more. Mike told me he was home about six weeks last year. You want to do that? 
You know where their earnings come from? Not tournaments. Not tournaments. That ain't how this gig works, man. If, you, if you're sitting at home right now and you're a guy wanting to come up through the ranks and fish professionally, you better be working on the business side of it. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. Because best case scenario, if you get a check in every event, if you get a 50th place check in the FLW Tour tournament and you're paying it out of your own pocket, that's $70,000. Good for you. It's a lot of money. It's great. Cost you 35 an entry fee. So now you're down to 35 grand. You got to have a boat. You got to have a truck. You got to have tackle. You got to have all this other stuff expenses, gas, lodging. So there's another 15 to 20. Congratulations, sir. You made $15,000. You can make that work in anywhere. But that being said, if you hustle, if you got people paying your entry fees, got great sponsors, you represent yourself well. You don't mom's basement all over the internet because FLW, I saw a guy, yeah, I don't even trust FLW. I don't trust him. But his name's on the roster, so he trusted him enough to hand him 35 grand. But then once his name was on there, he decided to bash him. It's stupid. They're a great organization. Listening to the anglers, the overwhelming theme, the overwhelming concern was co-anglers, Gone. The overwhelming concern after that was the payout. Fixed it. Is it perfect? There's no perfect scenario. But don't sit behind your keyboard and run your mouth about it. Be grateful that you get to say, I'm an FLW Tour Pro. Be grateful for that. Be grateful that there's an organization because 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 the, the guys I'm talking about, they, they ain't going to get to fish anything else. They kind of got grandfathered back into FLW. So do not stir the hornet's nest. It's stupid. Yes, I'm on a soapbox. It's just annoying. It's just it's so annoying, and I and I won't I won't even call names because it doesn't they don't the names don't even deserve to be called because most of you that listen to this will just go I didn't even know who that guy was, and that's how it is. And I'm very fortunate that that people listen to listen to this, and I'm very fortunate that people keep up with the things I've got going on. Um, and I try not to be negative, man. It, it's stupid. This is a great industry, and it's a, it's an even greater sport. And uh, there are a lot of great organizations, and, and uh, FLW's right there at the top, in my opinion, from grassroots all the way to the tour. And, I, and if you have a problem with how they run their business, exit stage left. Because 200 people signed up for the tour this year, and we're fishing 170, and I'll promise you there's three or four guys that'll fear your spots if you got a problem. Guarantee it. Hashtag mom's basement. Hashtag mom's basement. Just leave it alone. Be happy. But, I mean, these folks are never going to be happy. You could pay 150 places and then the money wouldn't be enough. You know, this is a ripoff. They paid $250 at 150th place and I paid five grand. It's not perfect. It's not perfect, but it's a start. It's dang sure a start and FLW's taking care of us, you know. Um, why, why I'm on the... Uh, the the soapbox about tournaments um this week it was announced that major league fishing the bass pro tour the um 
super sneaky uh, everything's under the radar tour uh, announced they're going to Toho the week before us. <laughs> the tour, uh, their last day actually ends the day our practice starts. It's their last day. But just out of respect for us, they moved it to another lake. So they're going to be at Toho the entire week before us. Um Whatever, you know, and then they were proud of this announcement. They made videos. I mean, I think it's funny because FLW had their schedule in July, boys and girls. But I think what's going down is I think that uh, this thing was is very premature, in my opinion. And I think that uh, I think that there's a little bit of a scramble going on. And um, when you don't have anything proven yet, and I think the thing will succeed, and I think it's going to be great. Uh, obviously, and I got a lot of good friends over there and good friends very heavily involved, but I think there's a little bit of a scramble going on. Um, and now they're saying they're going to announce lakes one at a time. Mm, maybe because they don't have them in concrete. Mm, interesting. Interesting. I don't know. Sometimes, uh, sometimes, Things are very, very, very interesting in this sport. But uh, a lot of smart people over there working on it, obviously. But I, I wasn't happy, you know, that they uh, they decided to do that. And there'll be more of that. There'll be more of that. And there'll be more of that on top of Bass and on top of us. And and, and it is what it is. Um, the tour will be a, an amazing event. The good thing is they're not going to haul them all over the place because they uh, catch them and weigh them, turn them loose. The crazy thing is going to be how many of our guys are going to be watching the footage, <laughs> the live coverage to see where they're catching them. It's it's uh, mm, mm, going to be interesting. But yeah, I thought that was crap, in my opinion. And then they released a statement saying, out of respect for FLW, they were going to go to another lake for the final day or whatever. Yeah, okay. Cool. Um, and and shame on Kissimmee, Florida for uh, being all right with it and shelling out the money to get them there. That's uh that's the that's the interesting thing there. I, I don't know. We'll see. This 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 year will be uh definitely definitely a trial and error year for MLF and the Bass Pro Tour. And I do know some guys that are fishing it that are nervous. I'll just tell you that. You know. When you go away from the tried and true and the thing you've known to uh, to chase the unknown, it makes you a little nervous, to say the least. So um, not bashing it at all. I think it's going to be a good thing for the sport. I know it's already been a good thing for the sport. Got a lot of open dialogue between the organizations and the anglers. Uh, time will tell, though. Time will tell. And, and uh, that one, that one, uh, that one ticked me off a little bit. I won't lie. Ticked a lot of FLW tour guys off. You know, there was some some funny things going on. Like, well, last the first day of practice, I guess we can just all go to where they're fishing, <laughs> ride circles around them. <laughs> oh me, it's uh, it's funny. Smoke and mirrors, smoke and mirrors. Um, shoot me a DM on the Insta if uh, if you think I'm right, wrong, or indifferent. I'd like to know your uh, like to know your thoughts on that uh y'all know me i'm opinionated and uh and i'm all up in this deal so um it's personal you know um especially when schedules are set for both organizations a long time ago it's it's funny to see the the 
uh, hype videos to try to, yeah, we're going to Toho. Yeah, we, we're going to Toho too, bud. Week after you guys. You guys aren't doing anything any different. You know, and I know they will. They'll go to some different venues. They've got smaller, um, smaller fields than we have, so they can probably go to some lakes we could never go to. So, wish that was the case at Toho. Wish they could have found them another place in Florida, maybe go. But uh, you know, sure, there are a lot of details to that that I don't understand and never will. Because I'm an FLW Tour pro, ladies and gentlemen. That's where I've been. That's where I'm going to be. Super excited about 2019. Uh, I said a million times on here I'm ready just to get back to fishing And we're almost there now We're almost there So um, cannot wait Absolutely cannot wait uh, On the last LBL Not so live that I did with My lovely bride We were talking about thirst traps <laughs> And uh, dude I saw the funniest thing uh, There was a page That shared a picture of a chick with her boobs just hanging out. Like, she pulled her jacket off of her shoulders just to, like, let her freak flag fly and hold this uh, bass that I guarantee you she didn't catch. And uh, it was funny. It was such a, a search for likes, but I commented on it, and I said, uh, yeah, I dress like that all the time when people hand me fish. <laughs> uh, had a lot of good fun back and forth with that one, kiddos. That was fun. A lot of dang fun. And uh, <laughs> it's just amazing. It's amazing. Us as dudes, we're just we're just so funny. It's like uh, just was that a torso holding a bass? <laughs> we don't look at anything else. It's awesome. It's so awesome. But uh, but on on the on the social media front, I had a really funny one this morning. Uh, I followed Joe Rogan closely. The Joe Rogan Experience Podcast is something I'm a big fan of. I love Joe. He's an intelligent man. I like his viewpoints on a lot of things. And uh, he's a great interviewer and uh, really researches his, uh, you know, his guest and, and what their specialties are. And he can he can really conversate with them. But anyways, they're in the, the horrible California wildfires, whatever, a couple of weeks, three weeks ago to be exact. Joe made this post. He's a big elk hunter and uh, archery hunter and, and um, big advocate for hunting rights and things. And, and uh, he's been a really good voice for the hunting community. And he was an anti-hunter for a while, so it was really cool. But anyways, he made a post that uh, during the mandatory evacuation, him and his wife and his kids and everybody else in their neighborhood, I believe in like Malibu, California, were forced to leave because of the wildfires. And... Joe's power went out and he was worried about some elk meat that he had in the freezer. And so he makes this post. There was one of his neighbors that stayed in the area and protected their homes, helped save their homes. And he didn't go into detail into how this man saved their homes. But in that, he posts a picture of all this elk meat on a grill. And this man went and got this elk meat out of Joe's freezer and grilled it for all the firefighters in the area. And there's a picture of all the firefighters. And there's probably 20 of them or more. And it's amazing. It was really cool. And I, and I made a comment three weeks ago. I just said, uh, man, the world needs more of this. And some wacko vegan uh, anti-hunter like saw my comment today and just started steady rolling me on Instagram. And so I choked up on the bat twice like any good, uh, any, any good man would and, uh, and kind of defended myself. But it, it was, uh, wow. 
people are um, the the anti uh, hunting community, um, vegan, whatever. You know, you, you have the right to believe whatever you want to believe, and and uh, and that's awesome. If you think floating around eating twigs and berries and licking cedar trees. <laughs> So what you need the vision of some dude just licking a cedar tree made me laugh. But um, if you think that's good for you, then then dude, go do it. But I don't have to hear about it when I make a comment. You know, I, I'm not seeking vegans out going, meat is so much better. Yeah, pro meat, pro meat. Going to shoot something in the face, pro meat. You know, I don't do that. I don't seek that out. But every time I see any kind of hunting post, it seems like there are hundreds to even thousands of these wackos that are like, I'd like to skin you alive and wear you for a rug because you killed that deer, you piece of crap. I mean, they are lunatics. Lunatics. And uh, even on the fat-ass challenge I've been on, man, I haven't been eating a lot of meat I, in, you know, I, 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 in small doses. And, uh, and, and man... I'm going to have to up my intake because I feel like it makes you a complete and total idiot that goes beyond like mom's basement. I think it goes on like even dangerous, dangerous levels. You know, these people are, um, of course we have empathy and of course we have feelings for animals. It's not like a cold blooded murder going on. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at my, my window right now at my amazing animals, my dogs, um, you know, they're lucky they don't taste good. That was a joke, ladies and gentlemen. That was a joke. That was a joke. Uh, but truly, like I, I don't know. People, people lose their minds, and they're, you know, they uh, they get so opinionated and so judgmental over the hunting community, or people that eat meat or, or whatever. And and if you go to digging at all, you can normally uh, find just the psycho. Uh, the things they do in their life that that don't that automatically clash with their beliefs. It's just really funny. And uh, and the guy that came at me, I clicked on his profile because I couldn't help it. He's this little little skinny dude that says he likes meditation and and things of that nature. And uh, he says he makes handmade jewelry. And uh, you know, and one of my comments back to him was, "I'll bet you if you showed up with your handmade jewelry." And leaves for those firefighters to eat that they would not have enjoyed it as much as they did the elk steak. <laughs> oh me, oh me. So if you see uh, if you see that going on, just stay away from it. I I, pro- I should not have engaged the psychopath, but uh, it's a weird one. It's absolutely a weird one. It's like going out of your way to punk on somebody that posts a picture of a three pounder. That's what started the mom's basement movement. Was I saw somebody like that's a, that's not a five pounder that's a two that's a two and a half pounder you got a two and a half pounder I know what they look like I know what they look like because I can see them in my mom's basement people that had never you know ever done a damn thing in their life that uh, you know feel the need to tear everybody else down don't do that let's just let's just love everybody we ain't gotta start all this crap take care of everybody take care of everybody. And on that note, um, before I leave you, leave you hanging, um, I want to talk real quick. Salvation Army, the Salvation Army, do an amazing program called the Angel Tree Program. My wife's super involved with it every year. 
And it's a really cool program where they go in and they find families in need and they uh, get the kids to make a wish list. And then at these Salvation Army locations where they have the angel tree, they hang these these little ornaments, these angels, with the kids' wants and needs on there. And the crazy thing is, is you see kids ask for socks and you see kids ask for shoes and you see kids ask for coats and you see kids ask for things that my kids don't ask for for Christmas. And probably a lot of you that uh, are out there listening, your kids are asking for the latest toy and, and stuff like that. And uh, and they, of course, do ask for toys, too. But uh, this weekend, I believe, is is the final weekend for it so they can they can prepare all this stuff. And I know locally here, they have extended the deadline until Monday because they have so many left on the tree. And my wife went and picked up a couple more today uh, so we can help out. So I just I just ask if you hear this today, if you hear this uh, podcast this weekend, go go check out the Salvation Army tree in your area. Google it. You, you can find it. I'm sure you know somebody that knows something about it uh, or another program like that, man. Th- this time of year... Uh, it always gets to me because um, I'm fortunate, man, and my kids are, and uh, we don't know those hard times. You know, we we have uh, known them at times, but and right now we we don't know them. You know, and uh, and maybe my kids never knew it, but um, but life wasn't always as as kosher as it is right now, and you know. It, it never is for a lot of people, and that doesn't mean little kids don't don't want gifts from Santa, and that doesn't mean kids don't don't ask for Christmas presents. And, uh, and there's a lot of pressure on those families to go out and do that, and some of them just can't, and that's and that's that's okay. And uh, so let's pick up some angels, let's help some folks out. Um, as much uh, as much clowning as we do on LBO, I, that's. Um, you know, helping kids is uh, it's important, man. It's important. Kids uh, kids have a rough go, and uh, they don't ask for their situations. They're born in a lot of times, and and uh, so very very blessed, very grateful to get to do what I get to do. So if you get a chance this weekend, do that and tag me, tag me in a video about it or something, and I'll share it. Uh, Salvation Army, and uh, thank you. Thank you for listening. Always. Thank y'all. Uh, 2019 is going to be awesome. We're going to do uh, trying to put together right now for not this Wednesday, but the next Wednesday, uh, which would be the 19th, I believe, trying to put together a big Christmas spectacular low-budget live. A big one. With some big big timers, some big guests. Uh, working really hard on that right now, and um, and then of course we'll have a low budget live, not so live again next week, probably around Wednesday or Thursday most likely, and uh, that's it. Can't thank y'all enough for listening to the ramblings of a madman. That is indeed what this is, to say the very least. Appreciate every one of you. Appreciate everybody reaches out. Says things like uh, "Mom's basement," "Triple threat," and everything else to me online. It it uh, it means a lot, man. And we're gonna keep this deal rocking. We're gonna keep it growing. It grows more and more by the day, and uh, the circus is coming.
It is indeed coming. Thank y'all. LBL. Take care, everybody. See ya next week. with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep-sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at Ooh. that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm the old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.